I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, I would like to welcome to the podcast, Laura Fox. Laura is the owner and head creative at Rather Poetic, which provides strategic photography and design to small businesses. Her favorite thing is to create beautiful things to further a brand's story and visibility. See, so much better than the one I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. So we were just laughing because I went ahead and wrote Laura's bio for her. Um, because I think she sent it to my, my VA and I didn't get it. So I just wrote it for her, but I know her well enough that I was like, I can just do it. No worries. Um, and you can have that if you want it. Yeah, I definitely want that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Content, not my strong suit, but apparently that was good. Um, so first question is always the same. What was your first job? My first, like, job where I filled out pa- paperwork for the IRS? Yeah, or just first job job. Um, I, was paid. A, <laughs> I was an attendant at a mini putt golf course yes. in the mountains awesome. <laughs> over the summer. So, yeah. In the mountains. Where mm-hmm. in the mountains? In Grand Lake. Oh, that's fun. I love yes. Grand Lake. So how did you get started in website and brand design? So I taught myself to build websites when I was like a teenager in the dark ages of the internet, (laughs) when we were still using like dial-up internet. When it was all AOL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then then my mom would yell at me like, get off the thing, I need to use a phone. Um, So I taught myself to design websites and got started there. And then I went to college and was like, I'm going to do something, you know, professional. And then ended up changing my major to graphic design. And yeah, it's just... That's how we got started. And Graphic design is pretty professional now. I mean, it is now, yeah. At the time, my parents were like, what are you I'm sorry, doing? what? Is this an art degree? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what are the key elements of an effective logo or brand design? Hmm. All right, coming out the gate with big ones. Yes. Um, <laughs> give, us, give us all the good stuff. I think it depends on um, a little bit on like your market and what you're trying to do, but mm-hmm. mostly what you're looking for is connection and um, something that stands out against com- like competitors and and then melds well with whoever are your business allies. I love that. So, um, what is your process for helping your clients find their voice through their branding? We do a lot of talking and a lot of looking at visuals to see what really resonates. I also like to do research on their client market and then also, again, who else is in their space, competitors mm-hmm. and allies, and see kind of what is already happening there and mm-hmm. what's not happening there. Because if there's like a color palette that's not being used or if there's imagery that's being overused, you can use that to mm-hmm. determine a direction that you'll go. Um, I know. So Laura has done the branding for... All of my businesses? <laughs> Do I, I think have? So. <laughs> I have to count them. I think so. Uh, for my doula website, um, for the CPA business, mm-hmm. she has done the, she did the podcast branding for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she's created the branding for the next podcast to be coming up sometime soon. I'm not sure when. Um, and, you know, what we do find is a lot of the time we talk about what the color stories are um, mm-hmm. in the industry. Yes. So when we put, um, which I just like to use the accounting firm because all the accounting firms have green. Mm-hmm. And their, yes, and their branding, right? And, yep. So we were just like, mm, no, yep. But we went with teal and gray, which was like super popular at the time. Yes. But I think you know, I still don't see a whole lot of accounting firms with teal nope, and gray. Definitely not, especially because you would like standard advice <laughs> for colors. If you're in a more professional field, you go with like gray or blue 
a green, mm-hmm. but not like a tealy poppy mm-hmm. green. You have to go with like a muted green. Yeah. And we it's were like, really nope. funny because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of companies that make like folders for mm-hmm. tax professionals. Yes. And it's always those colors. Yes. It's burgundy. Oh yeah, burgundy. Burgundy yep. blue, like navy blue, mm-hmm. and like forest green. Those are your yep. options. And I'm like, That's okay, all you get. Can I have a gray one? How about a gray? Gray one would be perfect. Because <laughs> none of those are my brand colors. Yes. So I I do see now like even even like in the last five years or so they've added grays. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, because yeah. then it's like okay we can do something gray, but they don't have teal. They don't have. I mean. Nope not happening. Nope. And that's that's the thing when you're looking at the market that way, it's really important to see where you can stand out because then when clients are researching a lot of people at one time, mm-hmm. they go like, okay, who was the one with the logo that was blank or whatever? Yeah. And if you're different than everyone else, it sticks in their minds. I like it. Um, and then you and I love to use like bright mm-hmm. colors with our more muted colors. Like yes. That's usually we're just like, where's the bright pop? Because yeah, if we don't do the pop. bright pop, then it just looks like everything else. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what are some of your favorite industries to design for? Um, I like working with people who are getting started and who are still um, small, doing Mm -hmm. more personal brand photography. So I've worked with a lot of doulas. I've worked with a lot of um, other types of creatives, um, mediums, stuff like that. And it's just really fun. Um, It sort of comes in waves. Like I'll have a client and then they'll say like, oh my gosh, go see my web person. Then I'll do a bunch of those and it gets really fun. Um, But I've done a your podcast and then a couple others and it's really fun it's really yeah enjoyable. i think podcasts are fun because there's more elements too right mm-hmm. Cause yeah because you get to do more things yeah yeah so we get to design more items usually mm-hmm. than you're used you generally do for yes. like a website or whatever and it's really fun too for podcast icons because you can bring in photography sometimes which mm-hmm. is really great um, for me because like most logos you you're just doing like typography or mm-hmm. like a little bit of illustration, but getting to bring in that photographic element's really fun for me as a yeah. photographer. Podcasts are, are interesting. And then you and I are, we're always quarreling people going, what, the, what color are all the thumbnails? <laughs> yes. Now let's do the different one. Let's pick a different one. <laughs> we want it to yeah. pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find a lot of them are really like black and mm-hmm. white or like they're just very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're just like, no. Yep. And you got you got to like do the right balance because simple is really important because sometimes it's so small it's on so your screen, tiny. so tiny on the screen. <laughs> um, and then sometimes you're seeing it much bigger. And so you've got to find something that scales appropriately. Mm-hmm. To um, what I love about what you do with that stuff, though, is like you'll show us something and it'll be like huge on your screen. And mm-hmm. then you'll like make it as tiny as possible. You're, like, <laughs> like, you're actually going to look at it. You're like, gonna, you need to like, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because you because people don't I don't I don't a lot of the time I don't click over to mm-hmm. like. Like what, it, what, what it's, it's gonna, actually going to yes. look like, like when somebody's scrolling on her phone or whatever. Because mm-hmm. when we're looking at it like on the screen ourselves, just as that's the only thing, mm-hmm. it's very different. I did, um, before I started doing videos for clients with their concepts, I did mock-ups for podcasts of like, here's a screenshot of iTunes and I make it real tiny <laughs> and put it over, you know, whatever the icon was in the screenshot so they could see what it would actually be like. Yeah. I mean, another thing that's really important is when you're building a website, it has to look good in mobile. So mm-hmm. you and I are doing some changes yes. to the CPA website right now. Yes. And I sent you some stuff and I was like, well, what about this and this? And you're like, that doesn't work for mobile. And so mm-hmm. having that understanding how things are going to change. And translate. Yeah. And I feel translate. like that's like most of my job is translating the ideas that we have or the concepts that we're working with into how is it actually going to function for people when they're looking at it in the real world. Yeah. 
and that's so true. Yeah. Um, and I think that you've really like figured out how to how to how to communicate that. Um, because I know I'll be like, what about this? And you're like, that's not gonna work. And I'm like, it's a okay. really cool idea, but it's not gonna work the <laughs> way we want it to. <laughs> no, there's lots of cool things we can do, but then you're like thinking about, oh, this looks great on my screen, but then what about when someone looks at it on their phone? Or what mm-hmm. about when yeah, someone's on like, you know, an iPad, but they're in you know, landscape mode instead yeah. of portrait mode. And- and mobile and mobile is such a big deal. Such a big deal. And it's become even a bigger mm-hmm. deal. Um, oh, yeah. I know anytime I'm on a website that doesn't really translate to mobile or like. Yeah, you just get, get right out of there. Right. Like if or it's like a yeah. shopping website. I was on mm-hmm. some. What was I on? I can't remember. I was on some website like looking at shopping for something. I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. And the pictures wouldn't load. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm like. Oh, Which, it was American Eagle. American Eagle. Really? Talk to Laura. Um, it Come was on, American, American Eagle. Eagle. I love American Eagle. Yes. Um, and I'm like scrolling through and like the mm-hmm. pictures wouldn't load. And they're like, download the app. And I'm like, no. They don't want to. I don't yeah. want to download the app. Definitely a lot of big re- real ta- retailers, I'm sorry, are mm-hmm. doing that where they're like, oh, our mobile experience is okay. But like if you get the app, it's really great mm-hmm. in order to try to get downloads on their app. Um, but it's yeah, you've yeah. got to make it work for mobile because mm-hmm. it's like everybody's going to get your app. Super high quality pictures that mm-hmm. won't load. Yes, yes. Like, you're not buying mm-hmm. anything if you can't see what it yes. is. <laughs> not buying anything. Or like you have a really hard time scrolling through the pictures on mm-hmm. mobile. I was on something yes. the other day and like I couldn't scroll through like the product items mm-hmm. or the product product yep. pictures, and I was like. What? Who built this? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> most people are looking at things from their phones. Most people are searching from their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so much traffic comes from phones these days. And so you've got to be got to be prepared for it. Right. Because most people are on Facebook on their phones. And then Absolutely. they're clicking through the ads through yep. their phones. Like you should be able to scroll through your product yes. shots. You really should. Because I'm not going to remember to go look. <laughs> nope. Nope. If it doesn't happen right now, it's, it's not, not happening. Gonna happen. Then yep. we're just out. Um, so you also incorporate photography. So we mm-hmm. I want to talk about this a little bit and you already kind of mentioned it, but you also incorporate um, photography into your packages. Why is photography important um, in a brand strategy? I mean, I think everything, everybody knows that everything's moving more and more visual these days. Mm-hmm. We're doing, seeing so much more videos, so much more um, social media presence for brands, especially personal brands. Um, and what I found is that photography standard portrait photography doesn't always translate well for brands and for websites. I've had clients that are like, okay, I just got photos done and they send them to me and it's like, okay, these photos are great, but none of them are what we need for like a banner photo or for like a big hero image on your homepage. And so um, I was just thinking, I love taking photos and I love photography and I do portrait photography, but what sometimes what you need is someone who knows both the design mm-hmm. world and what we're looking for from mm-hmm. that and also photography and how to get the images that you need. Um, and it's usually so Laura's done all my photography also because it's just easier, right? Yes, because I already you're know like, you. Yeah, I already you're know like, your brand. Yeah, like we're already put the yes. brand together. Yeah, you know what needs to happen. Yes, you know what needs what we need for the websites mm-hmm. or the banners or whatever. And it just makes it so much easier. It does make it so much easier yeah. to have those. It does incorporate it into your brand strategy, and then you get a whole pile of images yep. that are brand specific. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of about my next question. So what is important so what is important to consider when incorporating photography in your brand transactions or social media posts? I think there's so many options for images. Okay, so what's important? Make mm-hmm. sure that you can use the images. Don't just go to Google and grab whatever you can find. Make sure they're open source, y'all. 
Yeah. And then um, to also consider like who else, again, who else is using them in your space? There's lots of imagery that I see on people's feeds, like social media. And I'm like, oh, I recognize that from Mm -hmm. so-and-so stock website, Mm -hmm. or I recognize that from a photographer who provides images. And so there's something nice about having your own images. Mm -hmm. No one else is going to have them, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. But if you can't afford to do that, then I mean, I think try to pick things that represent your brand, represent your colors. They're really careful. Um, and make sure that you're allowed to use them in the way you're using them. <laughs> so it's so funny. I actually used an image from Unsplash. Mm-hmm. And I've literally seen it 10 other places. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love Unsplash. Like, I love Unsplash anytime, too. Anytime, yeah. I need a, anytime, yes. I need, anytime I need an image for something, mm-hmm. I'm, on a, I'm on Unsplash. Um, got to scroll a long time because people will pick in the like first few scrolls. Yeah. If you keep going. It was such a, they... It's such a good image. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of people like fist bumping. Yes. Yeah, it's a really good it's picture. It's a really good picture. Yeah, um, and it just it fitted. You know, it's exactly what you needed. Right? Yeah, it's collaboration. People yes. put fist bumping because something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great picture, but I've seen it like five or six times. I even yes. had, I even like sent somebody the so I had made something in Canva. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta love it. Canva. I love Canva. Love Canva. Um, I just figured out the other day how to actually line stuff up. Um, and <laughs> I was so proud of the things I know. <laughs> um, never thought I'd have to know that. But um, and I sent it to somebody like, oh, we use that image for such and such. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, great. Thanks. And sometimes you just need an image that like, are you going to sit down and think like, OK, in my brand photo shoot, we need to get this image? Probably not. No. And sometimes you just need it. So stock photos are great. But it's also you want to sometimes be using things most of the time if you can that are unique to you. Yeah. And on brand. Exactly. But nobody needs to see another picture of me in the purple shirt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like a good shirt, shirt. It is a good shirt. Um, so what are some of the biggest mistakes you see in brand strategies? Mm. Um, I would definitely say when people work with someone who works in a different industry than them. Mm -hmm. Um, So like branding for big corporations is very different than branding for small business. And so when I see um, people who do that, that is, uh, I'm like, oh, oh, please don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) please don't do that. And then the other thing I see is um, when people pick and they aren't picking based on the aesthetic of the designer. Designers, of course, can design a lot of different things, but like every other service provider, we have a place where we're comfortable and where we Mm -hmm. do our best work. And so if you're looking at someone's portfolio and it's not thrilling you, don't hire that person. (laughs) Not because they're not great, but because it's clearly not an aesthetic match to what you need. So... Right. I think, um, and I've learned from working with you, but just like working with a creative, mm-hmm. like if they're not, if not creating something or if what they create doesn't resonate with you, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to create something that resonates with you. Yes. Or your yeah. audience or whatever. Yes. Um, there's too many people, like we can just talk about the doula industry. There's mm-hmm. too many like pregnant bellies and trees. Like yes. that's so it. So many. <laughs> so many. It's pregnant bellies and trees. Those that's, are your that's options. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and but that's what everybody wants. Like when clients come to me, that's what they're always looking for. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we, how do we, how do we take a spin on that and make it fresh? But yeah, mm-hmm. if you take that brief to someone who only does like corporate logos or only you're not going to get what you're looking for because that's not what they do that's yeah. not where they specialize yeah or somebody on fiber you're just going to get what everybody else has yes because you're not I, paying i actually else. had a client who contacted me for a website and she was like oh my gosh I already have my brand i'm ready and then i sent her to do her like visual homework for her website um and she was like, oh, my gosh, I just found my custom logo on, like, a free vector stock site. And she had just bought it from 
a place like that. And, <laughs> and she was like, so it's not as custom as I thought. And so we ended up going back and doing a whole brand strategy with her from the start. And it was really fun. But she was devastated because she, you know, you've got to you've got to know. So I think pick someone who um, you can see their work and know exactly what they're providing you. Mm -hmm. And also get a contract, know what you're getting mm -hmm. and protect yourself. Don't just grab any old person. Yeah. I mean, you're creating intellectual property. Yes, you are. And, and I think people don't, they people, don't realize they that. don't think about I it that way. Realize that. Yeah. Um, but it's important to realize that yes. this is your story. Like this, mm -hmm. you know, this represents you yes. and your business and it is intellectual property. Yes, it is. And um, it needs, I think it needs to be created thoughtfully and specifically for each client. Yeah. And you're not going to get that kind of work from Fiverr and you might not get it from, you know, your best friend's sister's cousin who does logos sometimes. So you want to pick carefully. Mm -hmm. That's important. Yeah, yeah I it, think it is. I think a lot of people, you know, they just throw something up just, mm -hmm. just to do it. And that's fine. But a lot of the time people will go back and, you know, they're like, yeah. you know, really, this is not telling not telling the story. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of clients that, yeah, they're like, oh, I just got whatever or I just, you know, made it myself in Canva or whatever. And they're like, I'm ready to make it more specific, make it more intentional. And mm -hmm. it's a really fun process to do that because it is different than just, I picked colors that I liked and then I picked an image that I liked and threw it up there. Yeah. It's, um, it's a whole process. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Fun, fun process. But I try it's to make process. it fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. Yeah. Um, so I don't have this question, but uh, something I want to talk to you about because something we're going to be hopefully doing in this next year is a rebrand. Mm -hmm. So what are what's important to know about a rebrand um, and how and like how does that work? It's really hard because when you have like a brand, you already have a brand, yeah, that you've already been using yeah. everywhere, and you already have you already have you know some, stock in that brand. Yeah, you already have people know that, and um, so you want to like protect that and be cognizant of that, but at the same time, pick and go a new direction. Um, so it depends on what you had before. Like I said, if you've got, you know, sort of like, I just had my name in a mm -hmm. regular font, then you can really start and do whatever you'd like. I think for, you know, like for you, it's going to be more, what pieces do we want to keep mm -hmm. and what pieces do we want to change? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of elements that can come with us, especially because you're not shifting into like a new industry or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like not you're this <laughs> not this time, not this time. <laughs> maybe next time, <laughs> but it, there's elements that can come. And so it's, it's a balancing act of what do we bring in that's new? And then what do we keep that will help connect the past to the present and future for clients when they come and see what you've built? Oh, I really like that. That's really good to know. Um, you know, I have some clients that have um, bought businesses, mm -hmm. you know, and are doing yes. like a literal just like 180 on the brand. Yes. Um, and it's very interesting, you know, to watch their process mm -hmm. on, you know, the thing they bought. Right. Something they thought had value. Mm -hmm. Right. But then they're just going to completely change it. Yep. Change it around. Completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and that process is interesting. Yeah. Because I think a brand choice is always hard. Yes. It's always hard. And like sometimes they'll just be like, Jamie, what do you think? And I'll be looking at like what you what you had versus mm -hmm. what you have. And it's yes. just like we need to You gotta bridge it. Yeah. Yeah. It, has it to does be... have to be cohesive. Yeah. And there needs um, to be connection. Now there. that you've explained that, that's pretty much what I said. But like I yeah. just did that in my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, oh well yeah. you already have client base, so we don't wanna you, completely yeah. change everything on them. Exactly. You don't want to shock them. You want to give them something that feels more cohesive mm -hmm. as you're moving forward. Or even a better fit. Mm -hmm. Or you even know, a better fit. Than yep. your previous brand. Absolutely. Um, name changes. Mm -hmm. That's got to be the hardest one, especially for an established business. 
It can be. Yeah, it really can be. And especially when you start getting into like SEO and things like that and how all of that changes. Um, but I think we're getting more used to things changing their names these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think like it, it, we're shifting into a place where people are more like, oh, okay, like we're just changing up and, you know, mm-hmm. things are changing a little bit. But it is, it's still a difficult part. And I also think like picking a name sometimes can be super challenging if you are shifting from like you're doing from your name to mm-hmm. a practice name that is yeah how do you even start to begin <laughs> yeah I don't know I yeah. mean we could just throw and associates on the end but I don't want to do that that's just yeah it doesn't boring. and it doesn't fit with the rest of the way that you've branded yourself as a person who steps outside of the box like that yeah. is the expected name change yeah <laughs> in the industry so that will be what you will not be doing no <laughs> Box, no. Yes. We're going to jump over the box. Jump over the box. And figure something else out. Go somewhere else. I don't know what, but we will get there. It's going to be awesome. So, so did I already ask you what are some of the biggest roadblocks when creating a brand strategy for a small business owner? I don't think I did. What are the biggest roadblocks? The biggest roadblocks. Especially small businesses or people who don't know they're creating businesses. Mm -hmm. We talk about the dual industry a lot. (laughs) You don't know that they are creating businesses. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that some of the roadblocks would be um, not understanding where we need to get feedback from. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so I, you know, created a thing and I'm going to put it on my Facebook. I'm just going to ask everybody what they think. And it's like, we are creating for a specific audience and for a specific client type. You're not Mm -hmm. creating for your grandmother and also your high school best friend. Mm -hmm. So, um, unless they're in your target market. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think that's something that is difficult for Mm -hmm. clients when they're getting started. And that educational process for me can sometimes be, I enjoy it, but it can sometimes be challenging to help them get out of that mindset of it we're not just making something that you like and your friends are like yay Mm -hmm. we're making something strategic that points to your clients and gives them something to anchor onto so that would be the biggest one that I see I think the other thing sometimes is um getting like personally attached like oh my gosh you know pink's my favorite color so we have to keep pink it can be your favorite color, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you have to keep it in your brand. Um, and so some of that like separation, I also think that clients don't always, who are like getting started, they don't always know all of the breadth of things that they need to keep up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I always, I definitely have clients who are like at the end of a website process, like, whew, okay, so that's done. And I never have to come back to it. And it's like, your what your website should be a living thing that like comes with you and grows with you and changes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't just like, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't just leave it sitting there to do its own thing and mm-hmm. wait for you. So I think that's something too that clients are not always expecting is that your brand will continue to grow and change as you grow and change as a business owner. Yeah. I feel like you and I are constantly doing website changes. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the time. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and this and that mm-hmm. and add prices and take off prices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because yes. we're constantly, we're constantly changing what we offer yes. um, to fit our clientele and, you know, yeah. to, to offer more and to take yes. care of people and add more value. But then we have to turn around and make sure that everything that, that. Do that, yeah, yes. that the website reflects that and yep. we have to figure out how to see it and the content and whatever, mm-hmm. um, which we were just talking about bullet points are my jam like can we yes. just put stuff in bullet points so i'll just give laura bullet points and i'm like do what you want with them like yep. that's how i communicate best like yep. if i if you need bigger sentences let me know um, and then we got to work on the bigger sentences and yeah. then it's usually i'm like okay we need something that ties this to this to mm-hmm. this and then you come back with this like bam killer sentence i'm like yes see it's not all about the bullet points it's not all about the bullet, the bullet points, points are helpful. but it's part of my process yes and i think that um, you know, website content, I know, is always an issue. Um, it's like asking it's people difficult. to write stuff. Yes, it's um, very with difficult. With content um, or hire somebody. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually kind of at the point where I'm just like, I should probably hire somebody eventually to just like <laughs> to, yeah. tweak the content. Mm-hmm. You know, just read our content. Let me know what you think. How does it work? And copywriting is a whole skill set all on its it's own. It's a whole deal. Yeah. I mean, I like to help like clients judge their content a little bit, but like, yeah, if you can get a copywriter, it can be such a wonderful help mm-hmm. to really, because they do a similar process, I mean, to designers. They like learn about you, learn about your brand, learn about your voice, mm-hmm. and then do the same kind of thing, just translating into words instead mm-hmm. of translating into visuals. Yeah. It's really important too, yeah. to not go copy somebody else's. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> so important. Yes, right. So write your own stuff. You'll get bills. <laughs> you and will, and for sure. And yeah. yes, mm-hmm. um, I know a good friend of mine. Um, I think she runs her her website through like weekly, like mm-hmm. checker to make sure that nobody else that is no taking is, her content, yeah. and then she will send them an invoice. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do it all the time. It's mm-hmm. very shady, but people do it, and they'll do it. It's for just lazy. Thing. They don't it's understand totally lazy. too, and they yeah, and they don't understand that like one of the most important things is being truly authentic. And when you take in someone else's creative property, mm-hmm. you're not. It's not authentically reflecting you at all, especially in small service based businesses where you are the person who's interfacing with your clients. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes even more important to tell the truth and be honest about who you are. I love it. Um, so before I ask my last question, what is the easiest way for people to find you? Uh, the easiest way to find me would be at ratherpoetic.com. I also am at ratherpoetic on most things, although I mostly hang out on Instagram these days. You do. I do. You do. I do. (laughs) She's anti-Facebook right now. Um, so what is the most important reason to have a solid visual brand strategy? I think it's for communication and, um, connection with clients. Clients, And people who are looking on the internet for things, they're looking for something that makes them feel a certain way. Yeah, they might be looking for a certain service or a certain product, but they are also looking for a feeling and an experience. And when you curate a really careful brand strategy and visual strategy that communicates your message, Mm -hmm. you're going to connect every time with the people who are for you. I love it, which is why we do audio and video. And video. (laughs) Because some people, hey. It's not my favorite thing to watch myself, but we do it because. But you do it, yeah. Because that's important. yeah, that's what works for people. And when you can meet people with what they're looking for, they're mm-hmm. able to connect with you and then decide like, yes, I want to hire this person, or yeah. I need to find someone else. Or I can't tell you how many times I've like wa- like listened to a podcast and mm-hmm. then I have to go like find pictures of those people, right? Because yes. I have to match faces. We're so visual. I'm and I'm ridiculously yeah. visual. So like I have me to go too. like I need to know what that person looks like. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it helps me under, like, it helps me listen better. Yeah. It creates an, another anchor in your mind besides just hearing their voice. Mm-hmm. You can hear them and you can know what they look like. It creates a more complete picture of who they are for you. I love it. Which makes it easier to listen to them. Thank you for coming. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.